Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Hi, welcome back to the Soul Group Podcast. This is Anne, and I'm here with Dr. Tabitha Barber, who's going to talk to us today a little bit bit about women's health and also how we can trust God a little bit more with our bodies. So welcome, Dr. Tabitha. Can you introduce yourself? Um, Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a really important conversation for every woman, honestly. And we are influencers. So this seeps out into our world, like our family, our partners, our children, our co-workers, we have influence. And so if we can really figure things out, we can impact so many other people, right? So I am a conventionally trained OBGYN, long convoluted story of being a teenage mom and a high school dropout. I actually didn't um, finish after 11th grade, but I had such a traumatic delivery that I had a come to Jesus moment, essentially. It was very traumatic and God made it clear that I needed to go back and become a women's health advocate and help other women not go through what I went through. And so long story short, I figured my stuff out, went to a community college, figured out how to get good grades, went to a medical school. Fast forward, you know, a decade, I was like stuck in this system thinking I had made it, you know, like, wow, this is so incredible. What an, what an amazing story. But I was miserable. I was so sleep deprived and so unhealthy. I had many days I could barely walk away from the OR table because my back was in so much pain. I couldn't physically walk away from the table. And I was 30 pounds heavier. I had acne like on my face and my back and I had chronic depression and irritable bowel syndrome. I had Hashimoto's thyroid disease, like you name it. And here I am, the women's health expert, right? Women are coming to me all day long for resolution. They want answers to their problems. And I don't think a lot of women realize this, but OBGYNs are surgeons. So I spent four years in a surgical residency learning how to do a hysterectomy four different ways, emergency C-sections, you know, stat deliveries, procedures in the office. I didn't learn the intricacies of hormone balances and how diet and lifestyle affected all of these things in our lives and gut health. And I didn't learn any of that until I went on to study functional medicine. And one of the first things that they teach you when you go to functional medicine, you know, I went through the Cleveland Clinic, was mindset and the body-soul-mind connection and how you have to really listen to your patient because it's not about the symptoms they're telling you or the diagnoses that they have. It is what's going on in their day-to-day life, what's running through their mind, how are they 
how are their behaviors driving their choices? How are their emotions driving their behaviors? And it all came, it just kept coming back to mindset for me. So it was an epiphany and really once your eyes are opened, you can't go back. Right. So I realized I needed to talk to my patients more. And as an OBGYN, I get like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to see someone and do an exam and like, here's your birth control pills or your surgery, whatever they need. And so I had to make a radical shift. And I actually left the conventional medical space. It was very scary. Um, I gave up my salary, my 401k, my health insurance. I had a lot of colleagues looking at me like I was crazy. But it was one of those things God was again saying, I have a new calling for you. You have a new purpose and you have to go and do this. And so I just faked it. I was like, okay, I believe you. I trust you. I believe that this is right. And I literally could not see the next step in front of me. I just kept faithing and faithing it and trusting God that I'm on the right path and he's going to make a way. And so now I'm sitting here with you. So that's pretty awesome. And I want to teach other women how to do that because that is the magic to reclaiming your health and loving your life and feeling good again. Well, I think what you're seeing is what all the women and men too are longing for is just a doctor that can help them figure it out, not just... You know, the 15 minute thing is driving us all crazy, right? But nobody's stepping up to have like a better solution for that. I don't know what the solution is. Therapists are in that same kind of the insurance based model is, you know, 53 minute session. You better get it done in that amount of time, you know. And so I just even in this week, I've talked to clients who said I went to see a psychiatrist and I had all these things on my list that I needed to talk about. And he heard one thing and started just lecturing me on that and wrote a prescription and then I was out. Mm. And so it's not just the OBGYN field. It's, it's all, it's all of our fields, you know, but I think what you're, what you're hitting at is what everybody's longing to hear. Like somebody that has more knowledge than I do, that has wisdom and experience in this, help me figure out what's going on with my body because I know this is not how it was supposed to be. Right. Absolutely. And I would love to just speak to that quickly because there's not even any point in being upset with your physicians or your therapists or whoever, because they honestly don't know. Our medical system was created out of a need for acute care to save lives. So it was created to stop diseases that were killing people and to learn how to do life-saving surgeries to, you know, like somebody's leg got cut off. What are we going to do about it? Um, somebody has an infection in their abdomen. We got to go in and fix it. We didn't create our medical system to handle lifestyle diseases. And that is what we are dealing with in this day and age. Like our great, great grandmother's didn't have diabetes and heart disease and Alzheimer's and osteoporosis and all the things that we have because they are driven by the horrible food supply that we have in this country and the sedentary life that we lead and the busy mindless activities that we do. We've just completely gotten away from how God designed us to function and to live in this world. And so a lot of what I'm teaching is like, 
you need to get back to basics of what God created you to do and how he created you to function and to remember the innate intelligence that he put into your body. So I love sharing this with people because I think we just forget sometimes. As a surgeon, you know, I go and I cut through your skin. I cut your fascia, which is like the tight muscle over the, the, the tissue over the muscle. I cut through the muscle. Say I deliver the baby. I remove the uterus, whatever I'm doing. I close you all back up, all those layers with sutures. You know, I stitch it. But I don't actually heal the uterus muscle back together. I just put those tissues in close approximation and your body's innate intelligence heals you shut. Those cells actually grow back together and form that barrier that I interrupted. And so we've been brainwashed to think like we don't have healing ability or capacity. We have to look to the medical system to heal us, to fix us. And that's just not the case. We actually are designed to heal and to be healthy and to stay in homeostasis until we transition on to the next life because that is how our body is created to function. But we have all of these environmental insults and impacts affecting our body all day long that we don't even realize because we just live in this day and age. I think of my kids, they, they've known cell phones to exist since they were born. They don't know a life without cell phones and iPads, you know, but for us, I didn't have a cell phone till medical school. So I know a whole different way of life. And it's the same thing. Our bodies can't handle all the environmental toxins that are coming in, but we're so used to it in our daily lives. Like if you look around, you'll probably see plastic all over the room that you are in, but literally those plastics didn't exist just 70 years ago. And so this is a new insult for our physiology. Our bodies don't know how to handle plastics and fragrances and pesticides and all these toxins that we've literally created in a lab and like dumped all over the universe. And it's toxic and our body's doing our best to navigate that and stay in balance despite being bombarded all day long. And so we're really looking at disease completely wrong. Like medicine is just trying to give you the band-aid because they literally have 15 minutes to stop you from complaining about that symptom. They don't have time to go, well, what's the root cause of why that's going on? Could it be that you grew up on a farm with pesticides, you know, for 20 years? Could it be that you had too much lead exposure in your water as a child? Could it be that your house is moldy? Could it be that you are so stressed out that your hormones are imbalanced from your adrenal dysfunction? Like all these root cause issues, that's what where the answers are. But we don't have time for that. So don't even be mad at your doctor because they don't even know. Like I had to go and learn way more training to understand all of this. And when I did all of that, I was reminded how incredibly powerful our body really is. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that I've found, like helping clients through EMDR, where I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot in the room while that's happening. 
I have to be highly trained to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually their brain's own capacity to heal that's activated by what I'm doing. And so then all the healing takes place inside them. And it's kind of miraculous, actually. That's a great example. And it's an awesome example of neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. So that's a big fancy word for the fact that our brain has like these tracks, these neurons that talk to each other and they go from our brain all the way down our spinal cord, all the way out to our organs and all the different parts of our body. And it's a two-way train track. And so information's leaving the brain, going to the body and going from the body back to the brain. But not all the tracks get used. Some get used all the time. And every time you think a thought or remember a feeling, you know, I just had this the other day. I remembered a time eight years ago that I was really upset and frustrated and hurt. And my physiology actually changed. And I felt those same feelings that I felt eight years ago because that train track is so deep and, you know, secured. Like it knows what to do. When you think that thought and have that memory, you create these chemicals and those chemicals talk to the cells in your body and create change your physiology they change what's happening inside the cells and you feel the physical response you start sweating your heart starts racing you start feeling anxious and you feel all those past feelings even though you didn't really just experience that it's just a memory but the cool thing is like with the mdr you can change those pathways and you can break those current ones and make new ones that are in gratitude and good feelings and healing capacity. So that's what I want people to understand is your thoughts and the emotions that you're allowing the thoughts to be driven, they are creating either damaging inflammation messages into your cells or healing, you know, information into your cells. That's huge. It's so important. And we're seeing this in research. This is, you know, we know it as faith. Like there have been studies that prove people who pray and have gratitude um, are more healthy. But there's also studies going on of Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is putting people into gamma frequencies of high gratitude meditation states and reversing diseases like cancer. So like the science is there. God's been telling us from the beginning, but the science is now backing it up. And it's really incredible that we have that much control over our health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I always tell my clients, like before we get into any kind of deep psychological stuff, like let's cover the basics. Like, are you sleeping? Are you eating good food that nourishes your body? Are you moving your body in some kind of exercise? Are you having social support around you? And do you have a spiritual connection? And if we have those five things in place, okay, then we can start building on that foundation and we can get into some of the deeper things. Now, you've already mentioned like environmental toxins, things that are going to be influencing your hormones. And so you and I have, we're, we're looking at two sides of a, of a woman's health, right? So what would you say for somebody just listening to this podcast, what's the next step that they can take? for their health? 
Well, I, I would love for them to read Fast to Faith. When I sat down, it was a download from God, honestly. Yeah. I am an OBGYN. I'm a hormone expert. I deal with perimenopausal women. Like, that's my jam. I, I heal their hormones through their gut. But 15 months ago, I had an entire day where God took me to four different people within a 24-hour period and made it clear these conversations made it clear to me that I needed to write this book. And so this book is really the explanation of how all your systems are working together to keep you into balance and what keeps getting you out of balance. So how your thyroid and your adrenals and your gut and your immune system and your hormones, how they're all working together to keep you healthy and what derails them? What's the most common problems for women? So I go through all of that. But the bigger, more important part is the mindset piece and bringing in your faith. Because what I'm finding is we have so much, I call it soul atrophy, because I don't know what else to call it. Like our souls are just dying. We're not nourishing them. They are whittling away because we're not feeding them on a regular basis. They're an afterthought when really... Our soul should be the forefront, but our body is the forefront. All our desires, all our feelings, like we let our feelings drive everything, especially millennials. I don't want to stereotype, but it is a thing. Um, and so we can get really deceived and caught up by all of these physical bodily feelings that might not be true. It might be based on old lies you're telling yourself in your head and things that just aren't true. So I love when women start to realize, okay, so my thyroid problem, like that has something to do with my choices during the day. And I can actually shift that and impact that. And I promise you, yes, because that's what I do in my practice all day. And so the book goes into all that, but it also really talks about what the food industry has done to really dupe us. And we we think we're eating healthy and we're not even eating healthy. Like mm -hmm. they have slowly snuck so much sugar into our processed foods that back in the 1800s, one person averaged about two pounds of sugar intake a year. Mm -hmm. Right now we average 60 pounds a person per year. So I potentially ate 60 pounds of sugar last year. That is so toxic to our body. Yet we don't even know what that we're doing it because we're just living in this day and age of convenience and we're busy doing our other stuff and not even thinking about it. It's, it's just mindless yet again. Like I remember the day I looked on the back of a tuna packet and sugar was added to the tuna packet. Like mm. that was an eye-opening day for me. I was like, okay, what's going on here? And, you know, women are struggling and being told things like, well, your liver enzymes are up. You have a little bit of fatty liver. We'll just watch it. No big deal. It's a huge deal. Like fatty liver is now becoming the number one reason for liver transplantation in this country. 24% of Americans have fatty liver and we're not talking about it. And it's because we are overfeeding our bodies. We're living on what I call Franken foods. Like we just made them up in the factories. We need to get back to faith foods. The food that actually God gave us that had a mama or grew in the ground, 
we really have to get back to that. But part of it is we just don't know. So, you know, a big piece of writing the book was let me just show women the truth of what's happening because we have too much blame and too much shame and like, oh, it's our fault that we can't lose weight. It's our fault we're overweight. It's our fault that we're tired and want to just go to bed after dinner. But it's not your fault. You're being duped. So if we can just really get educated on what we're putting in our bodies and get more mindful about our daily choices, we can shift so much. Like I have a you go to chapter seven, it's Frankenfoods versus faith foods. And you'll be surprised. It's really eye-opening to see this kind of stuff. I know it was for me, and I'm a doctor, right? Like I'm supposed to know how to make people healthy, but I promise you, I didn't know any of this about nutrition and how diet impacts your health until I went on to study functional medicine. So it's really, it's like every woman needs to know this information, honestly. Yeah. If you've listened to the Soul Grit podcast for even one episode, you know my guests and I believe that when we integrate the power of God with the wisdom of modern psychology, we get supercharged healing, change, and growth in counseling. As a Christian therapist, however, I realize that there are many practitioners out there who are personally Christians but don't know how to integrate their faith into their counseling practices. That's why I created the e-course, Faith Integration for Therapists. In this premium five-module course, therapists who love Jesus will learn everything from understanding their calling to marketing their practices to Christians to adapting evidence-based interventions to honor our faith. You can learn more about the online course at www.soulgritresources.com courses and send an email to info at soulgritresources.com to receive a discount code. Well, and because this is the Soul Grit podcast and we talk about mental health and all of that, like, tell us what you've seen as you've worked with women um, who are actually, I'm sure this is transformative in mental health as well as physical. Can I just tell you, I was addicted to gluten. So gluten is the main protein that's found in wheat. So I could not say no to bread, bagels, pasta, all the the breads, you know? And I just thought that was how you're supposed to live. Like, I got to have the, the big fluffy pizza. I can't just have one piece of thin pizza. I need all the gluten. And it turns out that you make that protein makes a chemical called gluteomorphins that actually tell your brain that it feels amazing. It's the same as morphine, the drug giving you a euphoria or a high. Gluten does that to certain segment of the population, and I'm one of them. And so when I ate gluten, I felt really good. Like it gave me this temporary high and sugar does the same thing for the majority of people. So we get this really euphoric happiness feeling. And if you were raised to like reach for food when you felt sad or frustrated and it made you feel better, like you now have an emotional relationship with food that's not necessarily healthy. And a lot of us, especially women, have that. And so 
we need to start to understand the science behind that and go, oh, wait a second. It's more than just my lack of willpower. There's actually chemical reactions going on in my brain. And when I would come off the gluten, like I would eat it and a couple hours later, I would be so depressed. Mm -hmm. I remember the day I realized this. I was sitting on the couch and I had eaten my second bowl of cereal because I never was satisfied. You know, it's like one bowl wasn't enough. 20 minutes later, I mean, another bowl. And then I just found myself sitting on the couch and I was like, I need to cancel everything today. I don't want to do anything. And it was so painstakingly obvious that I was not depressed two hours ago. And now I'm like checking out of life that's when I really started to dig into the research and the science and it's all there. Like that is a huge reason that children are having such issues with, you know, mood disorders. We have absolutely destroyed our food. Gluten doesn't even look the same that it did a hundred years ago. We've genetically modified it so many times. Mm -hmm. For good reason, like we're trying to feed more people. So we're trying to make these grains resistant to insects and bugs so that they survive the crop and, and we can produce more crop and feed more people. Great idea, except when we genetically change the grain and the proteins, our body thinks it's foreign now. So every single day in my practice, I see women having huge immune responses to gluten and other foods, but gluten is probably the biggest one. And gluten is the main trigger for an autoimmune attack of the thyroid. Mm -hmm. So I had Hashimoto's since I had my daughter at 17 years old, like it turned that autoimmune process on and no one ever told me all this gluten and sugar that you're eating is just driving this attack and like keeping this process going. And like, if I would have known that, I could have saved myself 20 years of misery, like big time misery. So if you're dealing with mood changes, weight issues, autoimmune conditions, feeling like your blood pressure can't be or your blood sugar can't be re regulated, people say, well, I can't fast. I get hangry. I get jittery. I get low blood sugar then you absolutely need to fast. Like this book is for you without a doubt more than anybody because we were created to fast. Yeah. Well, tell us more about that because I know you've done some of the biblical study to go into this as well as the scientific study. So a lot of us will say, well, uh, yeah, my church wants to do a fast, but I think I'm going to fast from TV or something like that because I couldn't do food. Right. Right. Because um, we want the spiritual experience of fasting. And there is benefit to that. We've, my husband and I have done some media fasts before, which are really helpful, but that's a, that's talking about a, something different than what like historically fasting looked like for like Jews in the Bible, right? <laughs> right. When God is talking about fasting, he's talking about food, like abstaining from eating food. And it gives you the quickest clarity to your mind. So... Mm -hmm. If you really start to track your food patterns and what you're putting in your mouth every day and how you're feeling after you eat, you'll realize that you have a lot of emotions and feelings associated with food, but we don't really pay attention to that. So as soon as you take food away, 
you start noticing a lot of new things and stuff can come up that you have probably been ignoring and blocking because you've been so distracted by just making yourself feel good with food and enjoying food and, you know, just succumbing to every whim. And I say to people like, you don't do that. Like, if you think about cheating, you don't just go and cheat with a a person. If you think about stealing, you don't just go and do that. Like you have some self-restraint, but for some reason, when it comes to food, all bets are off and we can just be as gluttonous as we want. It's like, well, I deserve that cookie. I just like, you know, did whatever. And we just indulge and we, to the point where we make ourselves sick. And so fasting, you know, where I first got this was when I was in medical school doing my surgical residency rotation the first time, we had to write an order NPO. That means to the nurse, don't feed this patient. So we would write fasting orders because when we are trying to have a patient heal from surgery, we want their gut to rest. Mm -hmm. And so fasting is part of the healing process. And, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about that in any deep way for a long time. But after my second, you know, after my back surgery failed and I was in bed for seven days and couldn't move, like, I don't know, the third or fourth day, I hadn't eaten anything. And I thought, like, what, what is happening? What is going on? Why don't I want to eat? And it was because my body was innately trying to heal. And you'll notice that if you're really sick, you know, a lot of people in the pandemic, they didn't eat for many days, yet they survived and they healed because that's actually how your body's created to function. So when you eat, you require energy, you use energy and resources to digest and break down the food and um, take care of all of that, extract the nutrients and stuff. So when you stop eating, you not only get the physical benefits of your resources to go get to go elsewhere and, and heal things that need to be healed. They, they do this process called autophagy where old cells that should get, you know, killed off and removed from the body. Sometimes they hang around too long because we keep feeding them with sugar and bad stuff and they eventually go rogue and turn into cancer cells or tumors. So when you heal, autophagy is the process of auto-destruction. We go around and we get rid of those bad cells, but our body can't really do that if we're always eating and giving it um, sugar intake and carbohydrate intake. And so that process of autophagy gets turned on. It's not activated, and that can increase your risk of cancer. So there's all kinds of amazing physical benefits for fasting. But when I was laying in bed, I realized that I was talking to God. I was having a direct line conversation back and forth, and he was giving me so much insight. And I kept reading scriptures and thinking like, what is fasting really about? And it's about getting clarity from your physical body and realizing that you are a soul and not just your body. And so you have to get past those desires, those hunger pains and those, you know, hangry jitters and just like the sugar cravings and 
So what, if you can figure out how to get into that space, I find that women are able to really reestablish their faith and their connection with God so much quicker because they're actually proud of themselves. They feel powerful. They're, they feel strengthened. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was capable of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to let your body control you in your decisions. He wants your soul to be in control of your body. And one of my favorite scriptures is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And when I read that, I was ashamed. Like, I treated my body like a garbage can. I literally lived on Mountain Dew, M&M's, coffee drinks, whatever I could so that I could do surgeries all day and deliver babies all night and and keep showing up for my patients. And I thought I was such an amazing person because I was doing for all these other people. But meanwhile, like I was abusing my body and I was dishonoring what God gave me. And so it took a lot to really figure out, like, if we could shift how we're thinking about how we treat ourselves as just honoring God instead of as a selfish thing, because we always feel bad about that, then maybe we can actually start to shift what we're doing with ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd really, really like to point out that if you're in this moment listening to Dr. Tabitha talk and you said, well, I drink Mountain Dew and eat M&Ms all day too. (laughs) And that this isn't a place of shame, but this is a place of awakening that there's a different way that you can do it and you can have more energy and you can have more clarity and you can have more connection with God by making certain changes. And there's no better time to start doing that than right now. Yeah. Because that is false energy, like I was saying. And that's why you require it every couple hours. Like as soon as you come down off that sugar high, you got to have more. So it's a roller coaster and it really does feel terrible Mm -hmm. and it affects our health in so many ways. But I love seeing women really grasping this concept and taking back control because um, it's it's life-giving. I run this program online, this program that I talk about in my book, Fast to Faith. I actually run it as an online program. We did it for Lent last year, 40 days, and then we did it again in the fall. And I'm about to do it again for Lent this year, which is Valentine's Day this year. Yes. Um, I know, it's so sweet. (laughs) But I had a 70-year-old woman in the program last Lent who had very uncontrolled type 2 diabetes. Her hemoglobin A1C was, I believe, 8.5. If that means anything to people, it's an average blood sugar over three months, and it should be around five. Mm 6.5 is outright diabetes. Up into the sevens and eights is uncontrolled, meaning that chronically elevated blood sugar is going to affect your other systems. It's going to increase your risk of Alzheimer's. It's going to increase your risk of neuropathy or damage to the nerves and your blood vessels and all of the terrible complications that go along with it. So she did this 40-day program. And at the beginning, she was like, I don't know if I can only eat in an eight-hour window, but I'm going to try. 
and then I'm going to give away uh, something. But during the third or fourth week, we got into a three-day water fast, and she made the decision, I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to do this water fast. And she did it so beautifully and incredibly. She felt amazing. By the second day, she was talking about how much mental clarity she had and how her her aches and pains went away. And she like went out for two hours, which she never does. And after the program, her hemoglobin A1C was down in the sixes. Mm. It was incredible not only to see her, her diabetes get controlled and start to shift her health, but her entire mindset changed. Like she believed in herself again. And I promise you, she was at the point where she just didn't think she was capable of anything. She was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm capable of that. And that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to believe that we are capable. He tells us, do not fear, you know, just do it. Faith it, believe in him. And he will supply all of our needs. But we we forget. We've just been told lies, honestly. Yeah. And I also want to point out right now, like, that we're recording in January. This might not come out until February, but it'll be just in time for Lent. So that's great. <laughs> um, but this time of the year, a lot of people are just um, feeling pretty bad about weight that they've gained, especially yeah. over the holiday. And so they're going to be online looking for something that can help them with weight loss. And I know that's probably a lot of women that come to you. But if you could hear from our conversation that we've been having the last half hour or so, we haven't been really talking about how you get skinny. We've been talking about how you get mental clarity and how you overcome diseases that are going to shorten your life and how you get more energy so that you can be on mission for what God has called you to do. And so weight loss is kind of like a secondary byproduct of living in that way, but that's not really the goal that's not the end all be all like get get a new dress size kind of um goal that we have here right <laughs> i love that you brought this up because honestly if you want to lose weight you have to stop trying to lose weight right weight gain is a side effect of dysfunction in the body something is happening where your body is no longer you know, burning that fat and it's storing it up. And so there's a few different reasons that women are really shocked to hear. The first one, menopause. So when our ovaries are done making estrogen to any reproductive levels to ovulate and get us pregnant, we consistently have this low estrogen. Well, our body needs some estrogen because estrogen is protective to our bones and our heart and our brain. And so it turns out fat cells actually make estrogen. And so we put on an average of five to 10 pounds at menopause as your body's innate intelligence to make more estrogen and give you that protection. So every woman gets so angry about this, but it's really your body's innate intelligence. And you can go on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy if you want to get that estrogen. That's an entirely different conversation. But it's not that your body's betraying you or failing you or hates you. It's actually trying to protect you, but we villainize it and we don't look at it that way. The other main ones that women are surprised to hear about is that fat cells 
sequester all those bad toxins we talked about at the beginning of the show that our body doesn't know what to do with. They can't get rid of it. Like you, like all the Glade plugins and the fragrances and the car fresheners, all those toxic fragrances are chemicals that go into our body. And what our body does is puts them in our fat cells to protect our organs, to protect our kidneys and our liver and our brains. And so Oftentimes, obesity is a sign of toxicity that you need to get rid of these toxins in your life. And a lot of times that's because we're heating our foods in plastic. The plastic is seeping into our bag of vegetables we put in the microwave. And we think we're eating healthy because we're doing that, but we're really ingesting all this plastic. And that plastic also signals to our hormone receptors and acts like estrogen. They're called xenoestrogens. So, your fat cells might be yet again protecting you from all the environmental toxic burden that you're being exposed to unknowingly. So I have a whole resource about like how to decrease your toxic burden because that is one of the things that can prevent weight loss. Mm -hmm. And then the other issues are, are your systems trying to stay in balance and you're not listening? Weight gain is a symptom. It's a message from your body that something's out of balance and needs support. All of our symptoms and complaints are messages from the body. We shouldn't be covering them up. If you have a heavy period or a painful period, I need to know that because that's actually your body trying to tell you really important information that you don't metabolize your estrogen properly, that we need to support your liver to detoxify better, that we need to evaluate your gut microbiome to see if you're reabsorbing your hormones. So if you could start to believe your body is working for you and is trying to tell you information and you know do its best with what's going on, you're going to get so much farther and you're going to realize like if you work on all these things, like you said, all the foundational stuff, the weight should release. And if it doesn't, then you need to work with a functional provider like myself where we can actually do some root cause testing. Like look at your gut microbiome. Do you need stuff killed off? Do you need, you know, do you have to heal leaky gut. What's going on? Why aren't you releasing the weight? Because it's way more than calories in, calories out. That That's all a lie. Fat doesn't make you fat. I explain all of that in the book, why that's a lie. Like so many things that we've been um, lied to about, and then they come out with the truth, but they don't come out with it as boldly and as big as the original lie. So nobody really ever you know, understands what's really going on. So no more shame. Exactly. And like you said, that's how I lived. I lived on Mountain Dew and Taco Bell and all the things because I was busy and I was trying to do all this amazing stuff, but it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't healthy. I was, you know, making myself very sick. I wasn't a good example for my children or my patients. And so once you know better, you just do better. You don't beat yourself up. You don't live in the shame and the guilt. Um, God says you're safe. Like you don't have to live in that space of negativity. Just move forward with your new information. So you mentioned your book a few times. Could you just, could you tell us the whole title and where people can find it? Oh, 
Absolutely. My dog keeps giving me kisses. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's called Fast to Faith, and it's reconnect your body, mind, and soul for lasting weight loss, sustained energy, and unstoppable strength. So it gives you all the root cause of what the heck's happening in your body and helps you reestablish that relationship with God so you can hear what he wants for you going forward. And then the entire 40-day program is actually laid out in the book if you want to go through it and really start to incorporate a fasting lifestyle. And the cool thing, this is what is the, the differentiator. Like there's a ton of fasting books out there, right? And the leading fasting experts actually like wrote my you know, praises for this book. Like they're all on board with it. But I put in the practice of Lectio Divina, where you study and meditate on one scripture every day for 40 days. And I teach you how to hear what God is trying to say to you, because I believe the Bible isn't just like a history lesson. The Bible is the living, nourishing word of God. And that is where we get our answers from him, is we see what is he trying to say to me in this moment through this living nourishing scripture and that is where the power comes from in the 40 days is through that scripture so as a group we do this online it's so beautiful and amazing it's like this sisterhood of women just lifting each other up and sharing each other's stories because i believe that's really powerful and God created us to be in community, right? He wants us to have relationships with people and support one another. And it's like my good friend Megan always says, it's not, it's a sisterhood. It's not a competition. Like the mean girl thing is gone. We don't judge. We don't judge ourselves. We don't judge each other. We just show up and give ourselves grace and figure out what, how does God want us to become the best version that he has envisioned for us? And are we going to live into that or not? Yeah, that sounds great. So can you mention the website for everyone? Yeah, it's fasttofaith.com. Okay. They can sign up, find the online group, go through the Lent um, fasting period as well. Oh, yes, that would be incredible. And we are doing um, a pre-sale. If you buy the book, you get all these bonuses. I'm actually doing a live training. The live training session, Your Ultimate Transformation, is on February 6th at 7 p.m. So if you buy the book, you get that bonus Zoom call with me, which is an hour long. And we really like dive deep into the medical aspects and all the mindset pieces um, to really help women grab that transformation if they want it. Right. Well, this has been really great to talk to you about this. I'm, I'm right. I'm pre-menopausal. I'm turning 42 this month. And so I am just starting to think through that, like the weight that I carry right now, is that going to follow me into menopause and to older adulthood? And, and what do we need to do about that? But anybody who listens to the podcast will know that I'm I'm always telling you, like, it's not just about um, your mental health. It's not just about your physical health or just about your spiritual health, but it has to be all of those integrated into just one whole healthy person in your relationship with God. So 
This has been great to have your perspective on that as a trained doctor, both in the the traditional Western medicine and then also functional medicine and just opening up some new things for women that you practice with. So before I let you go, I want to ask you what I ask all my guests. What are you doing for soul care? Well, I definitely meditate on scripture every single day, sometimes multiple times throughout the day. I am in constant communication with God. That is what I found has really nourished my soul and kept my faith alive and at the forefront of my business, my relationships, my health. Like I want God at the forefront of everything. And that is me talking to him throughout the day. And that's usually looks like gratitude first. I I try not to ask for things you know, sometimes we think God is like a genie in a bottle. Like, here's our wishes. Why can't you grant them? Why didn't you give me what I prayed for? Like five minutes after I prayed for it. And that's not really how it works. So (laughs) gratitude first and just being thankful for the fact that he is guiding you and directing you and giving you opportunities and resources. Like the fact that you're listening to this podcast might be God saying to you, hey, it's time to evaluate how you're living and your daily choices. It's time to step up your self-care game. It's time to move your body or change your food. You know, what is he trying to say to you? And he works through other people like that. So if you can start to just be thankful for like, man, I'm so glad I got to listen to this podcast for half an hour. What else am I supposed to get out of it? Right? Like, that's the kind of stuff that feeds my soul all day long. So I'm so grateful just connecting with you and having this opportunity to meet a new person and yeah. and do something scary and uncomfortable, right? Like, <laughs> this is hard stuff, you guys, but we just, we show up because we know it's going to provide value and help other people. And if we can get out of our own way, I think that's probably the biggest key. Like, get out of your own way. You're in your head. You're talking yourself out of stuff. You're talking yourself out of all the amazing things God wants you to experience, honestly, because of fear or worry, all of that stuff. Like, give that to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. And now, as you said earlier, we have research to back up the fact that gratitude is actually, like, scientifically proven to improve your health so it's not yeah, you, only you cannot live in a state of worry and anxiety and gratitude at the same time it's in the, your brain cannot do that so if you are constantly being grateful for stuff you can't be worrying about stuff and you can't be anxious about stuff so my biggest practice is as soon as i realize i'm awake i just start rattling off what i'm thankful for and it took probably three or four months of training myself to do that and realizing, oh, I'm worrying again. I'm like, what's my to-do list? What do I got to do this morning? And as soon as I realized that, I'm like, nope, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And if you do it every single day, it will become second nature habit and it will shift how your entire day plays out. Because mm-hmm. if you start in gratitude, your day is going to go so much better than if you start out like feeling already behind, like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I got to check this, you know? So I really, I talk about that in the book, how to set yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Like 
what does it look like to have a good sleep regimen and a good daily schedule and regimen and how to shift your mindset. Because at the end of the day, hopefully you'll agree, your brain is just a computer, your mind is the program, and you get the results out of your physical body. So if you change the program, you'll change the results that you get, honestly. And so you really do have to change that mindset in your brain. And that takes a little bit of rewiring. But I I teach women this process called future gazing with God, where you can actually figure out like, who am I supposed to be? What does God want for me? How does he see me? How am I acting right now? What's really going on in the truth? And like get to that new version of you. And it's really powerful. And I think if women did that first, a lot of their health problems would honestly go away and they would never need to see me. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that people can see you. I know you're licensed in a lot of states. And so even if you're not um, local to where Dr. Tabitha is, there's a good chance that she can help you or her team can help you from whatever state that you're in. You can find that all out on her website. Do you like the Fats to Faith website or the Dr. Tabitha website? So Dr. Tabitha is if you do want to see me, you know, for medical health, you want some functional medicine, you have hormone issues, gut issues, adrenals, thyroid, all the stuff. Um, yeah, either way. Or you can listen to the Gutsy Gynecologist show, my podcast, and it's on YouTube. And we talk about all this medical stuff. Like I, the faith is always woven through it, but we will get deep into like, if you really want to understand perimenopause more, like mm-hmm. that's probably 80% of my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm going to have all of those links in the show notes so people can find those easily. And I just want to, again, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.